Hey everyone, and a special hello to everyone listening on Twitter right now. Welcome to episode 6 of Who is Neil? Now, before we start, I want to talk about a few things. First, some of you have asked when I'm going to get back to focusing on the Neil Turner account. I will, don't worry, that will happen soon. However, the accounts I'm currently looking at and talking to, Jason Bergkamp and White Genocide T1, are just as prominent and important. The three of them, including Neil Turner, have been on the top of Trump's reply feed for months spreading the same ideas of white supremacy, nationalism, and Trump for president. Together, they influence literally millions of people on a daily basis. Second, like I've said before, I'm really not very political. But I think this trend of using artificial intelligence and bots to spread a political message is important right now, especially because it's just beginning. This may seem like science fiction and really crazy, but it's not. In fact, Brexit had its own bots that played a major role in driving that final decision. These issues are only going to become more prominent in the future. It's important that everyone is aware of what is happening because this is the world and future that we're all going to live in. Now, before we get into episode 6, let's look at what I've discussed in the first five episodes of this podcast. In the first episode, we introduced Neil and explained that he is not a bot. He is a real person using tech to empower his account. An extremely active pro-Trump account that has amassed a cult following on the Twitter platform. Neil is supposedly a teenage to early 20-year-old living in Mississippi. His bio on Twitter reads this, Fighting political correctness and white genocide one tweet at a time. Hashtag Trump, hashtag alt-right. Neil's tweets have also been featured in Politico and Fortune, which is true. They have. However, it wasn't the press that got Neil popular. It was technology. Neil runs a script, a simple computer program, that allows his account to be the first respondent to every tweet that comes from either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton's accounts. I then shared a Twitter conversation I had with an alt-right account, White Genocide T1, which has been retweeted by Donald Trump several times. Nathan. No, it doesn't. A bot is not a real person. It's a hollow account solely built on auto-responses and sometimes machine learning. Andrew. But it's developed by a real person. Are you not a real person? You developed a bot that is spam. Nathan. So are at Neil Turner and at White Genocide T1 spam too? White Genocide. We aren't promoting the same tweet over and over, and ours are relevant, yours isn't. Nathan. Nor am I. You use automated blanket statements that could be relevant to literally anything. White Genocide. You use this one over and over again. At least I'm creative. 
Next, I talked about a direct message conversation I had with the Neil Turner account where he described why he is fighting to keep Clinton out of office and supports Trump. Neil. I've made my decision. I'm not coming on your show slash podcast. I'm for Trump because I hate what the globalists are doing to our country, Canada, and all the other European countries. I'm tired of the media's agenda. I'm tired of the media's lies. I'm tired of having to put up with self-hating people. Why are we forced to share everything we work for with strangers? Oh, and could you stop replying to my tweets? Your comments have no substance and are totally worthless, sometimes even totally false. I'll have to block you if you don't stop. Fair enough. Finally, I shared the first part of my interview with Jason Bergkamp on why he believes the global elite are running the world. Well, it's because it is hard to name the groups. You can't put them in groups. I guess you could call them being part of the global elite. But that's it. I've already explained the first. Now, Soros... He has a history of funding the organizations that promote the immigration to European nations. What is your opposition to immigration and Soros funding the advocacy of immigration? Well, why would someone from an ideological point of view fund immigration to the countries when he doesn't have a stake in said countries? I don't know. You tell me. How about this? wanting to destroy the European culture. In this episode, I want to look at some of the people and themes that after my conversation with Jason Bergkamp, I believe the alt-right can agree on. This will hopefully provide a better understanding of the unifying ideas behind the fragmented alt-right. I'm going to look at George Soros, Alex Jones, and Angela Markell, all through the lens of how the alt-right perceives them. I'll then share a bit of a conversation that I had with the account White Genocide T1 about his views and his, Neil Turner, and Jason Bergkamp's movement. Enjoy. person I want to talk about is Alex Jones. Mr. Jones runs a radio show called Infowars, which I've used clips from several times in this show. A little background on Mr. Jones. He got his start on public access TV, where he did a live call-in show. During this period, Mr. Jones had Ron Paul, a libertarian politician, on his show numerous times. Following this trend, Mr. Jones eventually came to focus on radio and eventually started his current show, Infowars. Mr. Jones identifies himself as a conservative libertarian, while others describe him as a right-wing conspiracy theorist, one of the most famous conspiracy theorists maybe of all time. Now, to Jason Bergkamp, Neil Turner, and White Genocide T1, the group of people that I'm focused on and are always the first replies to Donald Trump's tweets, Mr. Jones is a source of truth. 
In my conversation with Jason Bergkamp last week, I accused Mr. Alex Jones of being a believer that reptilians are currently running the world. Lizard people. I was wrong in this accusation. Like Jason mentioned, that was David Icke, another interesting figure. However, let's take a look at another theory that Alex Jones believes and advocates. And see, now there's cameras and audio, and they're watching and listening, and Samsung came out. Again, I'm repeating that because you're not in Kansas anymore. I'm not in Kansas anymore. We should all be upset about this. If giant alien spacecraft landed in every town and city and had big electrical tentacles that grew out and ran into every house and went into every light bulb, every washing machine, Every device, your iPhones, your smart TVs, your smart meter, that's just the government's monitoring hub. That is the tentacle. It's the equivalent of a spaceship landing, putting a tentacle on your house, and then it dials into everything. That's what this is. It's just not aliens. It's globalists. It's our own species doing this, saying we're animals, and they're this ascendant super being, and they're about to merge with machines. And you're like, oh, that's crazy. Brother, they're doing it. I don't know what the end thing will be, but they, so far they're, they're following a plan and it's working. So imagine spaceships land. See, th this shocks you because you're designed when an outsider attacks to have battle readiness and be threatened. So image giant spaceships landing, their doors open and tentacles all come out or pods all come out. Let's say it's wireless, but tentacles are scarier because we're designed you know, for tentacles and teeth and things attacking us. So let's go with that an allegory. All streaming out, hooking into your house, hooking everything, your Google glasses, and now taking control of them and watching everything you're doing to study you for the next wave that's coming in at 100 light years an hour, space warping in a thousand attack ships. They already sent their probes and got them down on the surface, hooked into everything, watching everything we're doing. They got control of government. They're poisoning the water, the food, taking over the churches, the institutions. They've already got their advanced operatives in cloned bodysuits, their biomechanical aliens, in the positions of power everywhere now. And they're surveilling, trying to buy off whoever they can using psych warfare and cultural systems. And then warping in five, ten years away. We don't have exact analysis on when they're going to land is the main attack fleet with all the intel on us ready to shut everything we've got off and totally control us when they get here. The aliens will control Skynet. They already control it when their main force gets here with the ground troops. And the ground troops folks are going to be robots. Now, you remove aliens from a thousand light years away, 10,000 light years away, what you just heard is the plan. Now, folks, you try relaxing when you know that information and you're sure about it. And the globalists have all written books basically describing it. They don't put the cherry on top. I and mean, they say they're going to kill everybody. They're going to get rid of us. The machines will replace us. We'll be obsolete. They're going to live forever. But they don't say, oh, by the way, this total grid's going to enslave you. I mean, they actually do say that, but in pieces. That was Alex Jones talking about how the globalists are preparing us normal folk for their joint globalist alien takeover. The one thing I can get from that whole spiel though is that there is heightened government surveillance. 
The government does have the ability to monitor and watch anything we're doing. That much is true. But is it a part of the grand master plan of the globalists to wipe out Europeans and eventually the whole human race? Absolutely not. Globalists, the global elite, are a group that Alex Jones, Neil Turner, Jason Bergkamp, and White Genocide T1 often discuss and accuse for our problems, us being Americans. Let's take a look at a clip from InfoWars about the collusion of the globalists at the Democratic National Convention and how Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and Angela Merkel are together planning to eradicate borders, allowing immigrants to destroy European culture. This should give you a good idea of what Alex Jones, Neil Turner, Jason Bergkamp, and White Genocide T1, and for that matter, the rest of the alt-right, really think about these globalists and immigration. Back in the United States, there wasn't one mention of radical jihadist terrorism during the first day of the DNC. Thank you or not, as the case may be. The Bernie, can I just say, to the Bernie or bust people, you're being ridiculous. We must get big money out of politics and root out corruption. Hillary will fight to overturn Citizens United and return this government to the people. If you believe that America must work for all of us, not just for the rich and powerful. We have got to elect Hillary Clinton and Tim Kaine. In fact, Hillary's running mate, TPP supporting Tim Kaine, declared in Spanish in an interview with Telemundo that illegal immigrants would be legalized within the first hundred days of Hillary's reign. While, as Breitbart reported, Hillary plans on admitting 420,000 Syrian refugees during her first term, expanding Obama's unconstitutional executive amnesty, dissolving the U.S. borders, freezing deportations, closing detention centers, and giving a full path to citizenship and Obamacare to illegal immigrants, far surpassing the chaos Obama has already introduced to the United States. Hillary Clinton wants to one-up Angela Merkel to impress her globalist masters. Screw the American people. Anyone can see that it is the immigration policy of Merkel that has brought the recent horror down on Europe. And the only solution is to immediately stop the flow of migration and begin the monumental process of mass deportation. This is jihad by immigration, or al-Hijra as it is known by Muslims. Who in their right mind would allow a hostile enemy to move their soldiers and their families into their country? Now is it crystal clear why there was no mention of ISIS during the first night of the Democratic National Convention? That should give you an idea of how people like Alex Jones and the alt-right view Angela Merkel and the European immigration issues and why they believe those same issues are driving USA policy decisions. All the globalists are tied together in their opinion. 
Another globalist that Alex Jones, Neil Turner, Bergkamp, and White Genocide T1 like to point fingers at is George Soros, a billionaire investor that they accuse of funding race wars and the systematic destruction of European culture. The most recent example of his funding is, they believe, the Black Lives Matter movement. Here's a clip from InfoWars on what they believe Mr. George Soros is up to. Every life matters, and that is why this issue is so important. Black lives matter, white lives matter, all lives matter. Black lives matter! How long before Black Lives Matter protesters are chanting, George Soros's divide and conquer scheme is what matters? The Washington Times reports, liberal billionaire George Soros has built a business empire that dominates across the ocean in Europe while forging a political machine powered by nonprofit foundations that impacts American politics and policy, not unlike what he did with MoveOn.org. In all, Mr. Soros gave at least $33 million in one year to support already established groups that embolden the grassroots, on-the-ground activists in Ferguson, according to the most recent tax filings of his nonprofit Open Society Foundations. The sad fact is, one of the 30 richest people in the world, not an American civil rights leader, is funding a divide-and-conquer movement that has disrupted political speeches, places of business, and the real progress Americans have made in the United States regarding race relations. Meanwhile, Soros has fueled the division in Ukraine. George Soros admitting he's behind the open border move and the illegals pouring in, admitting he's behind Ukraine, saying, I did it, which I think he's taking too much credit. He's a big part of it, uh, saying they're part of the Arab Spring and turning loose all these groups that it. I mean, on every front, George Soros. That gives you an idea of what the alt-right and Alex Jones believe the globalists are up to. They want to divide the United States, destroy European culture, and take over the world. That's the plan of the global elite. These thoughts and ideas are permeated from people like Alex Jones to Twitter users like White Genocide T1, who has his own interpretation on these issues, and then are passed out to millions via the tech that people like Neil Turner, Jason Bergkamp, and White Genocide T1 use on Twitter. It's a very dangerous cycle, and the megaphone is only getting louder. Let me end this episode with a small bit of a direct message conversation between myself and White Genocide T1. He asked me why I believed he was a white supremacist and what I believed hate speech was. I'll read my response to that, and then what he replied to me with. That'll be the conclusion of this episode. Hopefully it's been helpful. Nathan. Well, from what I understand, you don't believe that all races are created equal or are equal. So that means that one race would be superior to the others. It seems to me that you believe that race is white-slash-Caucasian. In my opinion, hate is speech that can promote or incite violent actions. Again, just my opinion. Saying and promoting that you are separatist is fine, but it seems the only way to achieve that separation would be to displace existent large groups of people. I don't see any other way of doing this aside from violence, especially when it seems that the USA is where you believe your movement should settle geographically. That would require aggressive, probably violent displacement of many Americans. White Genocide T1 
Well, whites, and sometimes Asians, are the only group of people capable of building safe, functioning, clean societies. Europe, USA, Canada, Australia get immigration because... Why is no one trying to move to India, Mexico, Pakistan, Nigeria? Because they are shitholes that those people created. They are violent, disgusting, incredibly corrupt, or all three. Of course, you were, probably, born here, and had no say in where you live, but you were born in a majority white country, also an English speaker. I highly doubt you would move to a non-white country, and if you did, you would want to move back. All I really post in my bot is tweets slash stories of non-whites attacking white people and statistics. The US was intended to be white only, beside a small black population from its founding up until 1965. These people have displaced whites and were never intended to be here in the first place. We can deport people, revoke citizenships, cut off benefits to illegals and non-whites, sterilize, segregate. There are many options. It does not have to be violent. But if you haven't seen from Trump rallies in California, a lot of these protesters are just assaulting his, mostly white, supporters. Things already are violent. If whites don't want to be a minority, they will have to work fast.